Yes, it's the place to be for all things franchising. Hello everyone and welcome. Today we've got one of our special series, Emerging Franchisors, and we've got Startup Sue's Mobile Massage. And I'll be introducing to you and chatting with Sandra and Simon Allars. Now, to give you a little bit of background um, today before we get the ball rolling, um, if you're listening to this, please have a notepad and pen there. Do make some notes. And if you've got any questions, by all means, you can get back to us later. For members of Franchise Simply Franchise Programs, a copy of this transcript will become available in our members' vault. So uh, so there we are. So, right, I'm giving you a bit of background. Well, Sandra Allars is an interesting person. So Simon, in fact. So Sandra's background, very briefly, qualified graphic designer and experience with Myers and Grace Brothers. She's been in customer service roles with people like RACV and Commonwealth Bank. And she's a qualified remedial massage therapist, um, the owner of Soothe Mobile Massage, for 14 years. So a business has been developed over some time. Um, Simon, her, her uh, business partner and her partner in life, um, is a qualified chef, 12 years in the chef, in the chef um, field. He's had experience in banking, customer service, and was a team leader with ComputerShare and Axler. He was involved in admin with AMP, basically administrator office manager for Sue's Mobile Massage in his part-time, and it's only the last couple of years he's been working full-time together with Sandra. So welcome to you both. It's lovely to have you here today. Thanks for making the time available. Uh, thanks, Brian. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Brian. Um, so what, the first question I'd like to, like to come up with is, is there anything I overlooked in your little biography there you think was important to fill in any gaps? Yes, I think so, Brian. Um, I think you forgot to mention that Sandra's the trailblazer and I'm the guy who follows behind the fire extinguisher. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, fair enough. There's always going to be somebody with a hand on the tiller, um, I was taught. <laughs> so, um, so, I suppose from the point of view of um, the listeners, can you give us a little bit of an idea of the background of the business, the evolution of Sue's mobile massage? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm, I'm saying to Sandra, you should be starting this, and she's kicking me under the table, so I'll start. Um, it's been 14 years, as you say, and, and Sandra became a massage therapist, basically to work around three young daughters uh, of ours, and uh, just to try and fit in a job around the school hours, kinder hours, all those sort of things. So she really found that she had a bit of a flair for that, um, and it grew from there. It's taken a long time. It's been, you know, people say you're a 14 year overnight success. Um, which is true, really, because it's taken a long time. Um, but gradually, she got to talk to somebody who was one of her clients who turned out to be uh, an aged care manager, and one thing led to another. That was really the first step along this road, because what we do now essentially is um, we look after aged care massage um, in Melbourne. Uh, the majority of our clients are elderly, and it was really getting that first uh, lead that Sandra had uh, that got us started on that on that journey. Um, so we sort of fell into aged care by accident, if you like, but we found that it's uh, it's a very narrow niche, but a very deep one, and it's not some not an area that many other people are looking at. To be quite honest, we seem to be sort of a sole player in this in this area in Melbourne, and and we're quite happy to dominate the, dominate that as long as we can. So um, it's just growing Absolutely. and growing. So really, yeah. Absolutely. 
Mm, sorry, before we go into your franchise journey, because the objective today is to outline for people who are thinking about franchising their business what's involved in that first year, but can you tell us where you are today with, with Sue's Mobile Massage? Okay. Um, buying today, at the moment, we've got two franchisees and the third one is starting next week, the 1st of March. So what, what, what I've done is um, I've divvied up the areas and some of the franchisees, the first two have got teams already up and running and working and the third franchisee, it's brand new, they've bought the territory with no extra staff. So we're just building the staff around them. Um, so it's sort of pros and cons. On the, the first year um, has been a lot of hard work, really, for for what we didn't know um, as a franchisor. So as we've slowly gone through the year, we've learnt on our feet very much. So and so as the franchisees, they've learnt on their feet as well. But we've overcome lots of hiccups and hurdles, and uh, we're growing at a rapid pace. So I know you've had some quite amazing figures when we were talking the other day. What's your growth been in the in the last 12 months since you started really re rebuilding the business? I mean, you started with a clean sheet of paper, literally, didn't you? And said, right, this is where we gonna, this is what we're going to build as a as a franchise group from the business as you know it today. Yeah, so I suppose to give you a bit of background, you know, we've been going for 12 years, not 14 years, um, but really only up to. Uh, Two years, two years ago. Two years ago, we were doing about 28 hours a month, which is really not Nothing. very much. <laughs> right now, we're doing over 550 hours a month. So last year, we grew 263% um, year on year. Uh, this year, we've probably grown about 15 to 20% already. Like we've, we set ourselves a target for this year, 2017, to, to get six new partners, or um, we call them partners or partner organizations that we work with in aged care. Um, we've already got four, uh, and it's only February. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, sir, good job. It was, it's, it's good, good thing you gave up your day job then, uh, <laughs> yeah. Simon. Yeah. <laughs> it took a while, but it was the right move, Brian. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, um, you've been working through your franchise program, as you say, for about a year. Can you describe a little bit about, you know, how that process impacted you and the, the sort of key points about that? Um, yes, well, the, we found, I suppose, overall, the hardest thing we found is actually getting around to writing uh, the franchise or manual, which is our manual. Uh, that's still a work in progress. Um, we managed to get through the workshop, uh, the material in the four volumes fairly well. We, we kept us on track with those things, and, and the team that you put together, Brian, was, was first class with all the experts on the different areas. So we found that having somebody to walk us through territories and branding and, and legals and all that sort of stuff, we could never have done that on our own. So that process was excellent. Um, when it, I suppose we've still got work to do. It's an ongoing, it never really finishes, does it? It's, it's a work in progress, but it's given us a great starting point, like a foundation to move forward. Um, without franchise simply, we really wouldn't have been able to to be where we are, and I'm glad we started that process because you can imagine what it would be like if we hadn't. We would be pulling our hair out, rocking in the corner, looking for the cleanest straight jacket, all that sort of <laughs> stuff. Because the, the growth every day, you know, even today before we got on a call with you, we, we switched our phones off for an hour, we turned them back on, and we had 
you know, three new, three new jobs. Um, this is what's happening every day, new jobs coming through, so we've got to have a system in place where we can effectively allocate this work and make sure it gets done. Mm. It's, it's all about the system, having the right system, the right product and the right team, but also the franchisee needs to have the right mindset, knowing that they can achieve the tasks and they can motivate their team. So I think that's a key, a key point. Right, and we'll touch a bit on recruitment a bit later on. So... Uh, just, just, I'm just curious, what made you come up with the idea of franchising your business? Well, I'll hand all that to you, Sam. Uh, I've always wanted to franchise, um, to grow the business. Um, I worked in a clinic for a couple of months and I thought, well, all I can do is trade off my the amount of hours for money, really. How many massages can I do per day, every day, just to bring in an income? And I thought, well, what's another way that we can do this? So my research, the business knowledge and everything else, and I thought, no, franchising is definitely the way to go because it's building up businesses. All I needed to do was provide a system on how to duplicate what I did. Um, and so that's the journey started. But... You know, having the money and the right time and the right expertise is you've got to have all the ducks lined up in order to move forward. So it's taken us a long time to get to that spot. Yeah, interestingly, Brian, um, you just remembered that this is, you weren't the first person we approached about franchising. Um, even 10 years ago, Sandra was talking to people like Franchise Alliance um, and Franchise House, I think, mm. the chap there. Uh, throwing this idea around it, and we were, there was no way we were even close to being ready. We had no model, you know, we had a handful of clients, but, you know, fair to even back then she had this idea in her head that she wanted to franchise the, the, the model, um, the business, to make it move forward. And I remember going on holiday, we went to Torquay, it was like 12 years ago, wasn't it? And we, she bought a franchise magazine at the newsagents down there, and the people we were staying with on the holiday just said, what's that? She goes, oh, I'm going to franchise my business one day. And they just, they, they literally just couldn't get it. They just, well, why, would, why on earth would you do that? And how are you going to do that? Um, but there we are. We went back there last year to the same place. And uh, we'd actually done it. We'd actually done it. So that was quite, quite something. Yeah. Tell me, what I'm interested about is the model you use for scaling. You mentioned that your franchisees build up teams. You mentioned a couple of them have already got teams working with them. So they start scaling up and averaging what they do as well. Is that the, is that the idea? Yeah, because um, the third franchisee who starts next week, um, she's already got 40, 45 hours a month booked in, solid hours. So she's basically at capacity. So um, we knew this would happen. This is what seems to happen. We, we hire people and the work flows in. Uh, so we need to build a team around her We've already got two or three people lined up to join her team. We try and keep them in her territory close to her, uh, but that doesn't always work out, um, especially because we're so new. We've had to basically uh, give the teams over who are roughly in that area, may say north, south, east at this stage. As we grow and, and sell more areas, then those, those territories will contract and the, the teams will start working closer with the franchisee. But at the moment, they work in that territory, but also outside of that territory. And that's fine until we sell those areas off. Ah. Yeah, you mentioned you've, you've done a lot of learning over the past year. Um, 
and it's, it's something you were considering for the last 12 years, so you certainly had it there in the back of your mind. And what's your feeling about the decision now, uh, look, looking back on the 12 months of experience you've had? Uh, well, I have a feeling of relief because um, I'm just glad we did it because the timing was right. It was just, it was weird. You couldn't really explain it. It was October 2015. Um, all the ducks lined up, if you like, Ryan. We had some money come through, which was unexpected. Uh, we had the opportunity. We met you. We went to the Gold Coast for the weekend, and it all just fell into place. And Sandra teases me and says that finally, you know, Simon got it. The penny drops. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I'm very different. We think very differently, and, and that's a good thing. You know, Sandra's a visionary, and she's the one who was always five years ahead of everyone else, and I'm the guy who just you know, crosses the T's and dots the I's. Um, I had to get to that point of not... Um, I've been able to see it myself. She could see it all those years ago, but I finally got it uh, when we met, your, met you and we did the workshop. Mm. Uh, excellent. Okay, so um, I wonder if we can just touch on a few things here. Obviously, you've given a couple, but what have been the landmark points along the journey of the development of the business since you made that decision 15, 18 months ago to actually start franchising? I think what we did was um, over the years, we did, the last couple of years, we've done expos. So I've done particular marketing. We do um, aged care expos, and that's basically kicked the business along. I've also paid for business mentoring um, because you can't juggle all the hats. You know, you can only juggle so many hats and you don't actually know everything there is to know about business, marketing, strategy. So you need to pay someone for their expertise. So that's what I've learnt. Um, you know, you keep coming to crossroads and then you go, okay, what is it that I need to do in order to move the next couple of steps forward. So that's what I've learned. Mm, right. Sorry, carry on there, Simon. Um, yeah, I suppose we could have chosen a different strategy at any time, really, but I think... Um, it's, I suppose I, I came up with a couple of things that all begin with the letter P because I'm a bit like that, you know. And so I've got passion, uh, point of difference, persistence, um, paying for expertise, process and patience. I mean, the things that kept us on this journey, I suppose, have kept us heading in this direction have been more than anything, I suppose. We have got a point of difference in what we do. We're not just like everybody else. We look after the older, the older people uh, with the massage and, and we found that that really fits, meets a need in, in, a, in the community which people are not really seeing. Um, most people who come out of college as a therapist want to fix people and that's taught to fix people whether that be sports or remedial, and that's fine, and we need that sort of thing, but we're not in the business of fixing anyone because when they get to 80, 75, 80, 85, they don't want to be fixed. <laughs> they don't want to do exercises and stretches. They just want some, someone to listen to them. So what we do is very different. Um, we do massage, of course, and we, we pain for pain relief and, and, and those sort of things, but we're very much a point of connection for people in their last quarter, and Sandra always says, you know, these people in the last quarter should be their best quarter. Mm. And it's about giving them some dignity and some, some social uh, aspects of their life because many of them are quite isolated. And uh, that's, I think that's the secret of what's our success is that we're in the people business and we really put the people first. Yeah. 
you must build up some quite close connections with some of these people. I mean, it's a very intimate sort of situation, I would think. Yeah, very much. I mean, uh, one of our therapists has been with us for 10 years, and he, he's been massaging his clients there for every week or every fortnight for that time. You become part of their family. Um, yeah. And I suppose that's that's what we've found. You know, it's, it's not just a business, it's a vocation. And um, we've found that when we hire people, it's, it's about having someone who's good fit. It's not about maybe their skills or their um, what they're good at as a therapist. It's about their attitude. Um, we, I mean, even today, Brian, we had emails from two case managers from two different companies saying that a couple of the clients have passed away this week. And, mm. and it happens to us all the time. It's part of what we do. Mm. Um, yeah. And it's something that therapists have to get rid of, um, get used to, you know. It's, uh, but it's interesting. It's certainly, it's, there's never a dull moment. <laughs> um, right. So you meet some characters, I'm sure. So maybe could you give us a, from your point of view, as a new franchisor, what, what, could you give us, say, three key things that you think are the, the most important ones for you to address? Anything, anything that you think is appropriate? Um, I think uh, the product and service, having the right team, having the right system and the mindset. Um, at the moment, I'm putting in um, like a day-to-day schedule or process of what the franchisee needs to do, like a checklist. Um, as, as keeping everything under control and keeping their team in order so they don't um, get lost in all the business side of things that they need to do. Um, and having a, a mindset that, yes, I've bought a business and then believing in themselves that this can work. Uh, and, yeah. I think the system's a big one, Brian. We found that, yeah, we've... we've We've obviously been, uh, we've started, but uh, the system itself always needs fine-tuning. There's always something that's not, that could be done better. And um, I, I guess to some extent we maybe assumed that the franchisees knew what to do. <laughs> then we really need to document the very, the, the simplest things. Because um, we've been living and breathing it for so long, we, we maybe fell into that hole of thinking that they'd pick it up like a second nature. But we need to document things in a system. Everything has to be a process. Uh, it's like Sandra talks about Hamburger University that McDonald's started, you know, she wants to do something similar. This is the way we do it with Soothe Mobile Massage and it works because we know it works. Mm. So hence my um, Age Well course that I still want to put together as part of the IP. Um, they, all the therapists get trained to massage, but it's not just a massage, it's the culture of Soothe, it's the way we massage, it's the way we give... Um, attention to detail. So I want to train them into having six-star servers for our system. And that's a process that they need to learn as well. Yeah. So is it, is it fair to say that as you're, as you're growing, you're putting these people on, you're learning more, more aspects of what you need to train people in, different, I suppose, ways you can improve what you do um, and, and get that consistency across the board? Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, we've been touching here on your, your franchisees. Um, now, a number of, of yours were subcontractors because you've had quite a number of them for a long time. That's the business model you've had. Um, uh, I suppose we, we know the importance of selecting the right franchisees. You know, it, it's something that's critical. 
And it involves some hard decisions. Not everyone's ideal. Can you, you give some view, viewpoint on that? Um, I think part of doing the disc profile is really important. And then when we, we don't hire um, part of the team members, we don't hire desperate people who are simply just after a job. I need people who catch the vision, understand the culture of SUS. But the one thing that's really important in hiring a team member and a franchisee is we don't hire anyone like me because I would clash with them desperately. So. All right, that sounds like like good experience. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you mentioned the DISC profile, for people listening that perhaps aren't familiar with it, it's a psychological profiling tool. It's fairly straightforward, been around for decades, but it gives you a very quick insight into people's sort of character, which can be very helpful assessing the sort of people you're dealing with, which isn't always obvious superficially when you're talking to people. Mm. Mm. So you, you, you use a DISC profile with your prospective franchisees, do you, to, to help you make an assessment? Yeah, uh, we found that it was a really um, um, invaluable tool that we learnt about at your workshop, Brian, and um, we've all done it. Uh, we've put, we put them through it. That's basically the first step. If they want to have a conversation about being a franchisee, we say, okay, that's fine. Um, can you go and fill this, this profile in? It's, you know, it's all online. It's all free. It gives you a, it spits out a huge report, and it's really quite fascinating. Um, interestingly enough, the first franchisee we, we, uh, we uh, recruited, Christina, was exactly like me. <laughs> Had the same numbers on everything, and her partner Tim was exactly like me. Oh, really? It was quite, it was quite funny. So when we um, all get together, it's organised chaos because we're too busy laughing and we're trying to be serious to get things done. So that's probably a good thing. Um, the other thing that we do is once a team member comes on board, they've got a career path. It's not just a job, it's a career path in order to, if they choose to, become a franchisee and run their own business. So that's the opportunity that Sue gives people. Right, so. okay. Hmm. You've gained a lot of experience in the last year. A lot of things you, you haven't been aware of. Uh, as you say, there's always more refinement. And with things like manuals, they're, they're a living document, inevitably. Uh, they're being refined and improved and added to continually. So what, what's your, your outlook for the future of franchising, you know, for Sue's mobile massage in the first instance? Uh, well, I think it's very, um, very healthy, to be quite honest, Brian. I mean, if you, you only have to really have a look at... Um, agecare.com uh, to get some stats for the ageing population in Australia. I mean, worldwide really, but specifically here. Um, everyone's living longer because of breakthroughs in medicine and what have you, um, which is great, but it's putting a lot of pressure on uh, services and um, families and just generally on the infrastructure that we've known up to this point. And I don't think the government are ready for it. I don't think anyone's ready for it, to be quite honest. to sort of keep burying it uh, putting it on the back burner or, you know, what they do do, they come in and change. I mean, there's been so many changes in the aged care sector. And it's if they can't make their mind up. But at the end of the day, there's going to be no no shortage of old people to look after. And that's where our service, uh, as a service provider of mobile massage, we are just going to get busier and busier. Um, 
And even if they don't go into a nursing home where we can look after them, if they stay at home, which is the better option, I, I believe, we can look after them there through the home care packages. Um, that's the biggest uh, growth area in the business, the home care packages, which is where the government provides money for people to stay at home longer and to stay well, to stay active, um, levels one to four, and they give up to $50,000 a year on level four for people to spend on services so they can stay at home. And that more and more people are finding out about having a massage and making and making the decision to do that. But we get a lot of people who will get referred to us through a case manager um, who say, oh, you know, they're of that age group who've never had a massage and they're very dubious. They're, all, they're, they're no fuss generation, so they don't want a, a fuss made over them. But they go and have one. They have an initial one. And all of a sudden, they're like, this is unbelievable. Why haven't I been doing this? And they have it every week or twice a week. And, and this is what's happening. So we're just, it's snowballing. It's if it's got a life of its own now. Um, so we need to gear up for that. So I see the future is very, very busy. It's obvious you've got a niche in the market, as you said earlier at the beginning of our, our conversation. Um, so how are you planning to address expansion beyond the greater Melbourne area, which is where you're basically limited to at the moment? Well, we'll probably, um, once I've got the model correct and right, duplicate across Melbourne and Sydney, go to Brisbane, Queensland, um, and eventually, if we can, I'd like to go to New Zealand as well um, with, with the model. Um, because age, you know, people who, who, who are ageing are not just here, they're everywhere. But because we specialise in... Um, aged care, we also do dementia, mental illness and corporate work. So we, sort of, we do a bit of a mixed bag of, of massaging, um, but the mental illness and dementia is also a growing area and uh, massage plays a, an important role in that in calming them down and giving them um, a little bit of pain relief as well. So it's, it's just a booming industry. And it's exciting because it's not, it's a matter of helping people in their last quarter of their lives and giving them some relief, um, a chat, a little bit about the community, you know, sort of you bringing the outside world in um, because as you age, your world becomes quite isolating. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, the therapist needs to keep an open mind of what it is that we're asking them to do. So it is about um, culture and soothe, about having the right attitude. It's not just a job, it is a calling. This is what you're meant to do. So if you can catch that, then you can be part of a great team. Right. Okay, well it's obviously you've you've you know, you've you've more than put your toes in the water from the point of view of franchising, you're well immersed in it. Um, what do you see with what you've learned about franchising, looking at the broader, you know, business community what do you see as the future of franchising in Australia? I think it's got a very bright future, Brian. Um, we just started watching a franchise show on, on Channel 7 on a Sunday, and um, you know, it's, it's, there's so many opportunities. They? And they employ about close to half a million people in the franchise sector, um, and there's an awful lot of uh, food, food or you know, coffee franchises. Um, but ours, I suppose. Uh, the whole point of the series is to just uh, startups. You know, it's just uh, if you can basically franchise anything if there's a call for it, if there's a need for it. If you're if you're servicing a need in the market, 
if you do it well and you've got the passion and you've got the perseverance, um, you can franchise it. Uh, I think franchising is a fantastic vehicle to duplicate things because, as Sandra says, once this model is, is um, I won't say perfected because it will never be perfected, once it's to a point where it's duplicatable, it can be just uh, um, set up anywhere. It doesn't matter. It's, you're following the same system. You're providing the same service. So franchising is a fantastic vehicle to, to duplicate yourself. Right now, another point that's always of interest, people ask me this one, um, you know, a message everyone would like to hear is, if you were starting today afresh, what would you do differently and why? What would I do differently? Um, probably read up a little bit more. <laughs> sort of, we, went, we, we plunged into doing the four manuals and doing the process. Um, it was a lot of work, um, so be prepared for putting your boots in and everything because um, it's a lot of work, but it's enjoyable, so I think you have to have a passion for it um, and, and a little bit of grit goes a long way in, in business. Would I change anything? No, I don't think so. I think we've enjoyed the journey, and we're still enjoying the journey. Um, but just stay, um, chin up when things don't go so well all the time, and just keep ploughing through. Believing in yourself is really important, but also having people around you that believe in you as well. Because you've been a huge uh, support of ours, and whenever we've had questions, we can ring you or email you, and you just give us support to keep us going, keep us on the track, um, and that's, that's really important as well. I have one, Brian. I, I'd, I'd ask for a shorter working week. <laughs> Not happening. <laughs> no, fair enough. You can keep asking. All right. So, <laughs> um, so a bit of advice. Someone, you, you, you were running your business with, I think, that was it a dozen subcontractors? Yeah. Come in, like Yeah. That. Yeah. So, what, what were you finding the challenges, particularly about about that, that made you want to look at the franchising side? Yeah, I suppose um, in the earlier days with just the subbies, uh, we would we we could have been more selective on who we hired. I think we've learnt to say no to people. If you have a gut feeling about someone, you should say no, <laughs> and don't be um, be a bit more selective in who you hire because. Uh, you can get a couple of people. You can get people on there. You can spoil the whole, spoil a lot of things in a short space of time if they're not the right people. It's this analogy of you know you're driving the bus and Sandra's driving the bus as the director, and it's about picking up the right people along the way who want to go to the same destination that you're going, you're heading to. Um, if you need to pull over and let people off, then do it. You know, don't just keep them uh, on the bus because they'll whinge and gripe and they'll. Infect others with their whinging, and and it, it's we've we've let go a lot of people over the years uh, who we probably should never have hired, um, and we hung on to them too long. Uh, it, it's a challenge. It's certainly a challenge. I mean, it's always going to be the biggest challenge. I think the staff and getting the right people, because it's about getting people who want the vocation, not just the job. And so sometimes you, you, know, you feel that straight away in an interview. So we need to be true to yourself and follow through with that. Mm. So are you finding at this early stage that you, you've got a, a different relationship with the franchisees as opposed to your 
previous relationship with subcontractors? Yeah, interestingly, the, the two first, first two franchisees are really under the radar. I mean, we had in our mind that uh, such and such might, might be a, an ideal franchisee, but none of those people came through. The people that came through were the dark horses. Um, the, you know, the first one, Christina, was somebody who approached us uh, at a Christmas party and just we started talking about what we were planning to do and they, their ears pricked up and they were just in, engaged. Straight away, you could see there was a real spark there. And that just that's just kept going all this time. And then the second one, Rookshi, had been with us eight years, whereas Christina had only been with us six months. Um, Rookshi had been with us eight years, and and she she was a thinker. She she thought it through. She took away the information, and she thought, yeah, no, this can work. So um, very different having a franchisee to a subcontractor. Um, I think we've made that adjustment quite well. With um, but what we've learned now, we've just had an ad running on Seek, and, and we've had a fantastic response. But we ad, we actually advertise for people, um, not just team members and subbies. We advertise for franchisees, basically, in effect, because we want team leaders. We want the quality of people to do the journey with us. So I think that's the key: is we we actually are advertising for the right people now. Mm. And the franchisee, they've gone from a team a team member doing their own little thing like their own set of hours and then going up a couple of notches to be a franchisee and having a whole team to look after um, has been a big ask for them uh, and it's been a learning curve for them. Quite a steep one, I must admit, but we've gotten there. You know, they're almost there and their teams are doing really well. Their businesses, as a small business, is doing really well. I think they've um, surprised themselves. So that's what we've learnt. And that's where I think you mentioned to me you're, you're, you're really um, upgrading your training program so you can address these things in, 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 in better detail with your initial training and so forth. Yes, yes, we have upped. Um, I've changed all the training. I've given them more tools in order to train other people. Um, so we've so a lot of... Um, checklists, a lot of um, bits and pieces that we've had to implement to make sure that when they're out on the road, they know exactly what they're doing. And if anything goes wrong, they know who to call. Um, so, yeah, so that's what we've done. Right, okay. Oh, that's interesting. I've, I've enjoyed learning a bit, a bit more, and I hope all the listeners have as well. So you mentioned about, you know, plans moving interstate, even eventually New Zealand. Have you got any time frames on your big dream of when you want to progress through these steps of expansion? Um, yeah, I think this, this rest of this year, 2017, uh, concentrating on Melbourne and next year as well. Uh, I think 19, we'll, we'll be ready to take it to Tassie and Sydney. Tassie's only got three or four franchisees. Uh, Sydney would be similar size to Melbourne, so you could be looking at 20 plus. So there's enough to keep us busy for the next five years easily, Brian, yeah. Mm, okay, excellent. All right, you've got plenty to, to do. Well, it's been delightful talking to you both. Um, really indebted to you for so much of your time and going into so many of the more personal details about your business. And I think everyone listening will join me saying it's been a privilege to have the opportunity to listen to your, to your words of wisdom. Um, so if people want to learn more about Sue's Mobile massage, by the way. Um, where can where can they go to get some some information? Um, best place to go to the website, uh, Brian, is uh, suesmobilemassage.com.au. 
Um, and just recently, well, just late last year, we had it revamped and relaunched and uh, tidied up. I think it's a little bit more focused now. It's a bit more user-friendly. A few videos on there. Um, so have a look around and see what you think. You know, we're easily always contactable. Obviously, we're only in Melbourne at the moment, but um, uh, we will be moving into state before we know it, I'm sure. Excellent. Okay, well, be, before we close, is there a final point or observation either of you would like to make? I think if you've got a business idea and you've been in business for a little while and you've got a dream to franchise, I think just do it. Just put the, the dream into, into motion and you'd be surprised what you can achieve. Mm. I mean, uh, my final thought, I suppose, Brian, is I had lots of jobs over the year, over 20 jobs. Until I got to, to do this job, I was always the hamster on the wheel. Um, and it's been a long process. It hasn't been easy by any means, but I would encourage anybody out there who's done their due diligence, who's got the idea and the skills to just go step out and have a go, give it a go and believe in what you do. And um, if you follow the right steps and you put in the hard work, you will succeed. Mm. Lovely. Thank you for those words. Well, this is where we wrap up. Um, wishing Sue's mobile massage even more growth and success in the future with this exciting and very rewarding business. So this is your host, Brian Keane, founder of Franchise Simply. Looking forward to joining you again in our next Franchise Radio Show.